This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, Risa uh, asked this question uh, about an incident that took place Last night in the uh, New York Metropolitans game featuring Max Scherzer, ejected in the fourth inning, umpire repeatedly checked his glove and hand for a, quote, sticky substance. Mets manager said after the game that Scherzer was ejected for having rosin on his glove. If he deemed to have violated the rule on sticky substances, faces an automatic 10-game suspension, which can be appealed. Um... Scherzer said after the second inning, his hand was clumpy from the rosin and sweat and was told by umpire Phil Cousy to wash it off, which Scherzer said he did with alcohol in front of a Major League Baseball official. I th- this is a real kind of, a, I guess, a fine line here of making sure that you've got a grip on the ball versus trying to use substance to spin the ball, right? Yeah, absolutely. No question. I mean, because you want pitchers to have control. Mm-hmm. I mean, not normally you don't you don't, you don't see other teams as much as people think it's that way. You don't see other teams all the time, you know, saying, "Hey, look, that guy that guy's got a substance." Again, they want him. To, I mean, he's, he's throwing a hundred mile fastball, a mile an hour fastballs. He's throwing ninety mile an hour breaking balls. They want to make sure he has control. Now, you know, in the in situations where Maybe it's over the top or it's too much. You'll see a manager complain. Or in college baseball, you'll see managers complain to try to throw off a hitter. Or, excuse me, throw off a pitcher. Try to slow him down. Try to get him out of his game. Try to get in his head like Florida State mm-hmm. did to, did to uh, Bryce Bonin a few years ago. Um, <clears throat> and it worked, by the way. But um, uh, ultimately... You know, you don't see the other team complaining about it that much, but there's a limit. You know, you can't go over the top and you go back to the Michael Pineda situation with the Yankees and the Red Sox a few years ago. And the, I mean, you could see Pineda, who is a very dark skinned black man, had a huge black strip across the back of his neck. Right. Okay. And the Red Sox were almost like, apologetic in complaining to the umpires like we don't but like i mean you gotta be smarter than that right sure right right pineda being a moron you know had this huge strip across the back of his neck like anybody wasn't gonna notice it (laughs) and and again he was at least it wasn't white rosin he was a dark-skinned man but it was still incredibly visible Mm -hmm. so obvious and so i mean i think the red sox did the right thing um in that situation uh, so it, it um, I don't know. You just have to be smart about it. Now, if the red, if the umpire said something, at some point, it kind of feels like they gave him a warning of some sort, right? They had him. They wanted him to change gloves. He put on a new glove. Uh, Scherzer complied. Comp- continued to pitch. Uh, that was in the third inning. Uh, they came out and checked his glove. Checked him again as he came out for the fourth. Showalter came out. Buck Showalter came out. The manager had a heated discussion. And then uh, Scherzer was tossed. Uh, basically, he yelled at the umpires, it was rosin. Um, it's rosin! Was was he tossed for what he said? He was tossed for what was on his glove. Um, 
Yeah. I think it's tossed for probably what was on his glove. Can, yeah, that's the report that I've heard. Yeah. So, um, but he was just he just yelled at him basically after, as he was leaving the mound. I think. Yeah. So clearly they had kind of given him a warning, and, mm-hmm. and he didn't didn't really comply. Uh, Scherzer said this: "I'd have to be an absolute idiot to try to do anything when I'm coming back out for the fourth. He said, "My hand is too sticky," and I said, "I swear in my kid's life I'm not using anything else. This is sweat and rosin, sweat." In rosin. I don't know how I get ejected when I'm in front of Major League Baseball officials doing exactly, exactly what you want and being deemed my hands too sticky when I'm using legal substances. I don't understand that. <laughs> but if, if he's found to do that, it would, it would again, be a 10-game a uh, suspension for him. So. A two-start suspension. Mm-hmm. Which is two starts, yeah. 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 So, I don't know. It seems like that there'll be probably more discussion over this and probably some kind of an appeal. But it is... It oh, is I'm a, sure there'll be an appeal. It, it is some kind of a... It is a sticky situation, though, because you, like you said, you want the pitcher to have control. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's why they put a rosin bag back there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't put a... Tubbo Pine Tar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 6.36 uh, this morning here on the Morning Drive. All right. Uh, thoughts, comments, uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line. If you have a thought on that, hit us up. Uh, how much rosin do you think the tech pitchers use or opposing pitchers use? Is it is it a fair amount? Is it is it prevalent? Do you, you Does it even become a factor? <laughs> do you, uh, I mean, I, you're chuckling at me, so I, I must I, have asked I, a dumb question. No, just like the thought of me going out there and looking and like, like, hey, can I see your hands for a minute? Well, I just was curious yeah. if you'd ever talk to him about Coach it. Coach Dadlock, hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't last very long with him. What are you, what are you I was just, Matt, got, just Matt curious. Matt Gardner, like, Lent, what are you doing? I'm just man? curious. I'm just curious how much. Just interested. Hacks and I were having a conversation up in the booth. I thought he'd come down and check it out. Yeah, I was just interested. Yeah, I'm just curious. <laughs> Fascinated. All those things. Just was just kind of wondering, you know. I would assume it's the right amount. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, didn't you know? Did you get a prescription for that or what? I mean, how does that how does that work? I really don't know. The I mean, and then it, I guess it, I guess it's up to the discretion of the individual umpire. The the other question I have is, um, I, I wonder I wonder how much the um, Dodgers were complaining about it. I I, I don't think that matters. I mean, because the way Major League Baseball is now, you're getting checked when you come off the mound randomly, and uh, it, it doesn't matter if what the other team says. Sure seems like the umpires have made themselves more and more a part of the game. I, I'm not going to say that you're completely wrong, but it doesn't mean they're wrong every time. Yeah. It, it doesn't, I mean, and Max Scherzer's a great, great pitcher, but it, I mean... Again, they they said something to him once. They didn't, you know, immediately, I know. I know. you know, if it was just some guy wanting to make a name for himself and have a big ego, you'd think he would have been tossed the first time. Mm-hmm. But they told him, hey, change gloves. Looks like there's too much on there. That That's not legal. And he came out with this and did the same thing. Well, he washed his hands, he changed gloves, and they just didn't like. And, and apparently put the same amount of stuff on the next glove. Yeah. 
apparently, according to this article, sources told ESPN back in March that Major League Baseball had informed all teams and players enhanced efforts would be taken this season to crack down on pitchers' use of illegal substances. And and these are, and it's it's incidents like this. And I'm not trying to pick on you here, Chuck. Mm-hmm. It's incidents like this where I feel like you had asked me a question the other day about umpires, and and I just feel like they're on high alert because everything they do, they're being criticized. Yeah. And at some at times it's it's on camera and they're it's all over social media. Oh, look how bad this strike zone, this strike call was, yeah. and you know let's point out this flaw and a guy missed. You know, two out of 187 pitches tonight, but we're going to put the one bad one on social media, right? Mm -hmm. And make fun of the guy and tell the world how terrible he is, okay? Sure, sure. All right, well, they put new rules in. This guy, given the benefit of the doubt to a great player, said, hey, man, change your glove. This feels like too much. Change your glove, okay? That pitcher comes right back out and, and doesn't adhere to the rules, Whatever, and, and now we're like, huh, man, the umpires are they're injecting themselves into the game too much. That's a, I, I mean, mean they, they it's a bit of a crutch to say that. You're right. Yeah, just it's a bit of a crutch. And I, I'm again, I'm not saying that you're not that you're wrong on mm-hmm. some of that. I think that's probably fair. And he, you might be 100 percent right in this situation. I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. I don't. I couldn't look at the glove. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know what's acceptable, what's not. That's I guess that's an umpire's discretion. I, I don't know, but if he gave him a warning and said, "Hey, change the glove. I don't want to toss you," and you came out and with something similar, I, I don't know, man. Sorry about you. Sorry about you. Yeah, that's, that's got, I was getting ready to say that. So oh, and it would have worked. It would have worked. Sorry yeah. about you. I was, yeah. I, was, I was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> uh, they also uh, have approved randomized checks of fingers, including removal of rings worn on either hand. Of pitchers, hands, hats, gloves, belts, waistlines, pads. Pitchers may be subject to checks before or after innings in which they pitch, and managers may make inspection requests of a pitcher or position player either before or after an at bat. Maybe what they ought to do is set up one of those uh, airport screener deals, you know, and have it checked for excessive rosin. Like you walk into that before you walk on the field. <laughs> And then they then they know. Do a little pat down. <laughs> That'd be fun. Six forty. This day in sports history is next. The morning drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is April the twentieth, twenty twenty three. Here is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in nineteen sixteen because the Chicago Cubs Cubs play their first game at Wiggum Park. Do you ever think about being uh, the guy on... No. Uh, we now know that as Wrigley Field, by the way. They well, beat the Cincinnati Reds 7-6. to six. What was it called first? Uh, Wiegham Park. W-E-E-G-H-A-M-A-N-M-A-N. Yeah, and if... I mean, if we're being serious here, right? Like, if there's a guy in this little trio here that's really good at cartoon voices that I think missed his calling, it's not Jeff. It's you, Chuck. Okay. I think you are fantastic about that stuff. So I think you would be... That's all, folks. I think he... That maybe is probably not your best work, but I think you would be great as a character in an animated movie. Don't you, Jeff? Oh, sure. Yeah, I think he would be really good at that. I've often wondered how they kind of... I've seen people like... Like the various stars that do that, which I think is really cool that they do. They lend their voices to those movies, and then they they get into a you know basically a, a production studio or a, behind a microphone, and they 
how do you get into the character to be Yogi Bear? You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, how do you get in the character to be you on the morning show every day? <laughs> uh, I put on I put on uh, put on my Chuck Hines suit and come in here and uh, drink a cup of coffee and then boom. There I it wish is. one day we could get like real celebrities with like recognizable voices mm -hmm. to be the voices of us. Oh, so like our thoughts, but their mm. voices. Mm. Man, I don't know who that I don't know who that would be, and I don't know who's. I would want the guy from um, Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner? No, the other oh, guy. James Earl Jones. Yes, James Earl Jones. Yeah, I want him to be my voice. Yeah. See, if I was going to go Field of Dreams, I would just want the voice. You know the because the whisper the credits the voice is played by himself. Okay, the whisper. Hmm. If you build it. Well, everyone says I'm too loud. They will listen to the morning drive. 1944, NFL legalizes coaching from the bench. Up until this point, a coach had to also be one of the players on the field. Mm. That's fun. 1967, New York Mets pitcher Tom Seaver wins his first game. He beats the Cubs 6-1. to 1986. Chicago Bulls' Michael Jordan scores 63 points in an NBA playoff game against the Boston Celtics, setting a postseason scoring record. Despite Jordan, Jordan's achievement, however, the Bulls lost to the Celtics in double overtime, 135-131. to Boston would actually sweep that three-game series and would go on to win the NBA championship. Larry Bird said of the performance, famously, he is the most exciting, awesome player in the game today. I think it's just God disguised as Michael Jordan, end quote. <laughs> I remember watching that game across the street at Sean Merkel's trailer. Mm, okay. And we, were, we were loving it, and they lost, and it was just devastating. But that was, that to me, that was when, like, that night is when Michael Jordan exploded. That's when, like, oh, my goodness, this guy is going to be crazy good. And, uh, again, they lost, but that was the night to me that uh, – I know he hit a shot to win a national championship, but, right. I mean, he hit a shot, okay? That night, he scored 60 against the Celtics. I mean, it's just crazy. Well, and then there yeah. was that narrative there for a little while. And that's when they played defense. Yeah. <laughs> really hardcore defense. And, and then there was, a, there was a, a Michael Jordan narrative there for a couple of years, and that was one of them. Where it's like, can he win the? Can he win? Can he win the big one? Can he lead a team to an NBA championship? There was, there was, there was question about that. It took a while. Yeah. Well, they had to build around him. They get Scotty and Phil. Couldn't and, couldn't do it all by himself. You know, all those other guys. Good coach. Good coach. Well, uh, he he got did. three before Tony got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the three the that, three. that were important. <laughs> That's right, Jeff. <laughs> I like how Jeff's thinking today. 1996 mm -hmm. Chicago Bulls. Won a record 72 games in the regular season. They were really on a mission to do that from the to hit 70 really from the beginning of the season. My my 15 year old and I were we went into the the uh, attic last weekend before last, and I pulled out a bunch of old Jordan T-shirts, and um, we pulled out I pulled out the one that said 72 and 10 don't mean a thing without the ring. And she was totally confused. So I had to give her a little education. History on, lesson, yeah. History lesson on what exactly that meant. But And then there was another one that just said 70-something. Because they were going for 70. 70 yeah. was the mm -hmm. record. Yeah. 72 was not the record. I mean, yeah, they were, they were 70 going for was 70. the goal. It yeah. just said 70-something. And she was 
I don't really get it. So you probably were able to go right to that T-shirt. Probably had it marked in a box. It was probably sealed in a There's in a plastic bag. Numerous. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Numerous. And she's now rocking some of them with her Jordans. Oh. She's wearing the T-shirts to school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is she having to explain them to her friends too? I bet she is. <laughs> bet she is. Well, it kind of cuts down on the wardrobe expense if you're providing T-shirts from you know the '90s for. And don't worry. She's got enough. <laughs> She's got enough. <laughs> yeah. Pay for plenty. Mm-hmm. National Pineapple Upside Down Cake Day. Completely out. Yeah, I'm with Chuck. More for I like cake, I like pineapples, but I don't like them together. I don't like them on my pizza either. Why are they upside down? Well, because that way the, the sticky side is up. The pineapples are up so you can see how pretty they look. Okay. That seems like a legitimate reason. Happy birthday to Carmen Electra, who's 51. Joey Lawrence, 47. Whoa. <laughs> George Takei, oh my, 86. Don Mattingly, 62. And Steve Spurrier is 78. And on this day, President William McKinley is pulling a play out of our playbook. That's right. Pulled one out of the morning drive. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. He asked Congress to declare war on Spain on April 20th of 1898. Mm-hmm. Earlier, on February 17th, the battleship USS Maine was uh, moored in the Havana Harbor, sank after being uh, rocked by two explosions. 252 men on board were killed. Warhawks in the media and within the government immediately blamed Spain, which led to McKinley abandoning all hopes of neutrality with Cuban and uh, the Spanish conflict, uh, begged Congress to call for war. It was later discovered, by the way, the explosion was caused by a spontaneous ignition of faulty ammunition on board the main. <laughs> U.S. enters the Spanish-American War, although the uh, contemporaries of McKinley and Roosevelt called it a splendid little war. The Spanish-American War is now viewed by most historians as a war of American imperialism. And that is this day in sports history. All right. This day in sports history. Six... 52 this morning on the morning drive. Take your thoughts, comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to doubleT973.com or the mobile app. The mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, somebody says this, bring back player managers for all pro sports. Yeah, I don't think that would work really well. Do you? The, ma- the managers and or the head coaches and some pro sports just it feels like they're getting younger and younger. Oh yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they maybe they still could a little bit. Yeah, they still could. They they still could do it. Um, <clears throat> they they you feel like that. Although now it seems like we're going retro and they're hiring, you know, baseball managers that got a gut again as opposed to just a computer, i.e. Bruce Bochy. I think the majority of them. I mean, if you're not if you're not using analytics, you got to use it. You're you're not winning. You got to use it to a degree, but I think there's also some gut kind of. Well, I just kind of felt good about that situation. I like that old kind of thought every once in a while. I know what the book says, but I know what my gut said. Today, my gut won. <laughs> you see Bruce Bochy come out of the dugout. He's got a little he's got a little gimp to him. So, but I mean. I guess he probably should for as long, as old as he is and as long as he played the game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, somebody says this. Again, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. You bake the cake with the pineapple on the bottom and then turn the pan over into a platter, thus pineapple upside down. Okay, well, you can bring me all the pineapple upside down cake you want. You can declare it's the best ever. Serve it with your meatloaf and I'll walk away hungry. <laughs> Is that all it would take? Spent all it would take. Yeah. Spent all it would take. Uh, just before seven this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, your uh, reaction to the pineapple upside down cake. If that guy got it right or gal got it right. A little affirmation probably is always good for us. You know, it's always good to have a second. Like, you know, like if you're hosting a meeting and you're calling for a vote. All those in favor? Any oppose? Hmm. Well, they are right. That is actually how you make a pineapple upside down yeah. cake. Motion carries. We'll continue on on the morning drive. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. You don't want to see Joey McGuire. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, why, why would we do that? Why would we? Why would we? And, unless it's really, really safe. But I mean, I don't. That, that does not look safe to me. That does not look like. Well, something sure, you'd want your if you're having other people like the workers do it i'm sure it's decently safe yeah i just don't understand what the point of it is well i mean i'm sure it's decently safe but i'm sure there's a skill I mean, it's not like they don't care about the workers no no but i mean what i guess what i'm saying is i'm sure my, my guess is my guess is operating a crane you know several hundred feet from the floor of the stadium is probably harder than it looks that if any of us got up there and tried to drive that thing, we'd run into the sports performance center or the press box, or we'd find ourselves on the ground dead. I don't quick. think this is one of those things that is harder than it looks. I think it looks really hard. <laughs> I bet it's equally hard as yeah. it looks. Yeah, no, I, I think you're, I think you're probably right. My understanding is, well, I don't know what my understanding is, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there. The crane would give Tech a heck of a lot of publicity for the new stadium and the program. We, we've what, got, we've what got publicity. Plenty. Do we need? We, we're, we're good right now. What we don't need is a dead football coach, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's fair, but I, do, I don't automatic, automatically think he's going to die. No, but if he, he fell, if I mean, he, he did, slipped, yes. I mean, it's, the rope didn't hold or something, you know. I, ju- I just, I don't get it. Okay. I, I don't understand the the value in sending your coach in, on that little quest. Let's have him. Let's have him. Because <laughs> then after we lost our first football game, well, just spent more time working on stopping the run than climbing cranes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I mean, next thing you know, we'll put him on, you know, top of the roof, being roof raider during a game while he's calling the game. Instead of Coach Bro, we'll start calling him yeah. Coach Crane, crane Climber. So he said they want him to operate the crane or climb the crane. I wonder if the crane guy's listening to us right now. That would be so awesome. So I noticed yesterday, so there's a little cabin up there. So that's, yeah. there's a guy that's in there? Yeah, I think so. Man, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. Yeah. yeah. There's just no way, especially in Lubbock, Texas, the way the wind blows. Man, if there's, if, if you know, attention crane operator, attention crane operator. If, if you are operating the crane right now, take a pick. And send it to us on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I bet you that's a high-paying job. Mm. 
man couldn't 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 get me to do that i bet you they're well compensated yeah uh, somebody asked about the spring game. It's at noon on Saturday over at Lowry Field. Um, they wanted to know if you could bring food in or if there, if there was going to be food. I would imagine there's going to be some food. I mean, you can't have something at noon and not have food for people, right? I mean, they'll probably have some cold drinks and maybe some popcorn, cotton candy, maybe a food truck or two. That'd be my, that'd be my guess. Maybe my guess. I don't. They have some stuff over there for that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure, Chuck. I, I think I probably lean your way, but and there's not been any mention of that. But it would make sense. Yeah. You, would, you would think it would be an opportunity for um, money to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody says uh, no beers. I bet you know. No, I, I think you can get through an hour and a half without having a beer. I think you can. You can make it because I don't think they could do that over there. At um, mm-hmm. at Lowry. Uh, let's see here. I think y'all believe the clean crane climb is more dangerous than it is. The ladder is encased and he'd be harnessed. Well, okay. I'm just not anxious to do that. Are you? No, thanks. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this. Yes, they will have concessions. No alcohol. Mm, see, okay. there, there you go. go. Good news. Okay. I mean, I don't know what kind of concessions. If they'll have burgers or brats or hot dogs or nachos or chicken on a stick that won't make you sick or any other kind of stuff, they'll probably have enough to get your give you a little snack. Okay. Yeah. We get a picture of. Oh, we get a picture of the of the guy in the crane on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Now, how cool is that? I bet you he's got sunglasses on and everything. He looks serious up there. I mean, you can't monkey around when you get up in that thing, I would imagine. I bet it's pretty serious. They probably tell you, mm-hmm. hey, uh, for all you do, don't um, don't get up there and listen to the morning drive because we don't need you. We need you focused. We don't need you, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll come out of uh, the... the um, Spring game, knowing anything? When we go to the spring game, we go, ah, aha. Because Coach McGuire did say the other day, and we'll get some thoughts from him a little after eight. He did say the other day, he might maim a starter. He might wait until after they do their, Mm. you know, meetings. He might, it might be June. But we're going to walk out of there going, ah, Case closed. Tyler Shuck, starting we, quarterback. We're talking about the quarterback position again. Any, any. Well, I mean, I'm just, it's, it's, I'm just throwing anything out there. Okay, so spitballing. Was it yesterday or all the way back to two days ago where we admitted that pretty much anything that comes out of the head coach and the offensive coordinator's mouth about quarterbacks this time of the year is to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, we did. We did. So yeah. I just didn't know if anybody, you know, there were new people listening at this point in time. <laughs> Okay. okay that might might be interested in that. I I my, think we already know who the starting quarterback. Okay, is. so my here's my backup question. Will we know backup question? Will, will we question number two? Do you think we'll learn anything about our football team that we don't already know? See, that's I think that's um I think that's a, a good question. Um, in and, and I don't want to give you the boring answer, um, but it's probably that the same thing. And and you've said this before many times, Chuck. Where if we find out anything, it'll be negative. Mm-hmm. You know, if your offensive line doesn't perform well, you'll probably feel the like, up in arms, right? Right. Or if your defensive line just gets run over, 
I don't know why I always go to the trenches, but that's sure. kind of what I always go to in these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think you'll you'll look at guys like Dre McRae and be like, yeah, yeah, he's picked up the offense. He looks he looks like he can be a, a hand, as you would say. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we'll see, you know, Cameron Valdez look really good and say, yeah, he's everything we thought he was going to be and think he's going to be a, a big-time factor for you this year, all of those things. Um, we might walk out of there going, "Yeah, you got a problem with your kicker." You know, if they if they do Mm -hmm. some kicking and Mm -hmm. you know, and we're one for eight, like, "Eh, I'm scared of kicking. Mm -hmm. You know, if the punters are you know putting up twenty eight yarders, you're like, "Eh." kicking off the side of the foot, stuff like that. Yeah, a little little scared of our kicking game, but I don't think. um, so some of that is positive, right? Yeah. Some of that is positive, but I think for the most part, if you find out things in spring games, it's usually eh, we're gonna we're gonna struggle there, or we got some work to do before the fall in that it, area. If you I, can still get better. If I were to stand at one of the gates there at uh, Lowry, maybe the the southwest gate, I think I don't know which gate or the or the the main kind of the press box gate right there in I the middle. I think you have a lot of people show up with a glossy 8x10 for each Well, side. no, no. And I was to ask a question. Which question would you want me to ask? Like a little double T9373 straw poll. Mm. Like, hey, I'm with double T973. I'm Chuck Hines with the morning drive, blah, blah, blah. Got a little question that we're asking folks coming into the ball game today. I would want you to ask them who they thought should be the starting quarterback. Everyone. I ask every one of them. See if we get a different answer. Do you think Baron Morton would be the number? No. I don't. Chuck would be. I think Tyler okay. Chuck would be. What's the percentage chance that Cameron Valdez's name gets mispronounced on Saturday? I don't I don't know. <laughs> By somebody hard. in the crowd or No, somebody over the PA. I don't know who's calling the game. I don't Cameron know. Valdez with the carry. Valdez with the carry. That's Valdez. Valdez has the return. I think the guy only did it wrong one time. Oh, no, no. It's been multiple times. Okay. Multiple games. Because right. remember, I'm a man of the people. I sit in the stands. Yeah, I'm talking about internally. Well, it was just done one time. Okay. But it was funny to us. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs. Zero percent chance Kirby lets him climb that crane. Since there are now twin cranes, however, it could be the second leg of the Sneed versus Bullfighter. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good crane race? There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Let's see who can climb that thing up there. So we don't want the head coach to get killed, but we're okay with a coworker getting killed. No, he's not going to get and killed. And a listener. And a listener who listens a lot. Yeah, we don't want to lo- lose a listener. <laughs> it's probably more valuable than, you know, Chuck a coworker. Already, Chuck McGuire. already sabotaged his chance to win the. Halloween costume contest, so you know why not just have him fall off a crane, right, Chuck? I did, I did. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. I feel like the question you ask yourself each day is, why do I knock my head against the wall repeatedly? Hmm. No. No? Yeah. No, I don't do that. It's padded, so, I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. hurt that much. That's good. That's actually why it's padded. Yeah. Because I knew I was prone to doing things like mm-hmm. that. All right. What's your, uh, what's your question for today? My question to you guys, we're going to go Red Raider baseball today. Okay. 
You can't answer Gavin Cash. Okay. Okay. What Red Raider baseball player do you think has the potential to have an MLB career? Which one mm. has the chance to have a the best MLB career? Okay. Well, I think kind of given the history of Texas Tech baseball, when you when you look at the number of guys that made it to uh, the big leagues, it's really more from the pitching department than any place else. Okay. I don't know how many. Although currently there's only one Red Raider. I guess there's two. But one hitter and one pitcher. And the hitter's the one making more noise. Sure, sure. But I I think you could look at the history think, of the school and, you know. Which pitcher are you referring to, Jeff? Uh, Daniel Colomb. Yeah. He's, is he the only pitcher He's right now? He's the only pitcher currently in the yeah. majors, yeah. Yeah. Where's Parker Mashinsky? Uh, in minor, triple A. Triple A. Almost all the, all the guys that debuted last year. Brandon or Beckel. the year before are back in AAA right now. Yeah. Brandon Beckel is my answer. Okay. Jeff? Gurton feels like a good answer. Um, Again, with Chuck, it, it's easier for these guys to move up faster for the uh, from the pitching aspect of it when you look at where the minors are right now. I know I was just making the, the argument for a position player. Cash is the first answer, but he has been eliminated from this conversation. Mm-hmm. So... He's got good stuff. He just needs to put it together again. And he's still got some time to do that, and they're watching now. Yeah, I think that's fair with Girton. Uh, I think the the body, the build, leads you to think that he's a guy that maybe could do it. Um, my answer is Kyle Robinson. Oh. Uh, at six foot six, um, I think he's going to be able to put on a little more muscle. Um He's got good stuff. You've seen his velocity have an uptick already, and I think it could keep going. Um, just has that commanding presence out there on the mound. As long as he's not, you know, in his own head struggling, he's got good stuff. So, and it looks like over the last few weeks, he's one of the guys that has me excited that's really turned the corner. And I think he's going to be really good for you the rest of the way. So I, I think Kyle Robinson. I think I think Beckel's a good answer. I think Gurton um, definitely has a chance to, but um, I go with Kyle Robinson. Okay. Uh, somebody off the eight scoring center chat line says Harrelson lefty with speed. Yeah, I guess it's just a matter of does Major League Baseball want a guy that I mean he's got some pop, but he doesn't have a ton of it. A designated mean, runner would be his position. Oh boy. Yeah. I, I just. Um, He's kind of a I, – I love his style. I love everything that he does. Um, but, you know, he can cover a lot of ground in the outfield. He's can do damage on the base pass. He can hit the ball the other way. He can pull the ball and hit with a little power, all, all that. And and he's just a freshman, so mm-hmm. he's got room to, to get better and better. But you wouldn't deny a Red Raider of job in Major League Baseball if it meant that he was just a, quote, designated runner, would he? Would you? If that was the case, Zach Davis would already be there. Okay. Well, they just they've just kind of introduced this opportunity, the Atlantic League level. Do you you like this rule? Yeah, I think I do. I like speed on the base path. So you like a guy that gets a single and take him out, fat guy, des- yeah. Take put the designated runner in, yeah, boom. But then the designated the the fat guy gets to bat again next inning, yeah. Ernest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm okay with that. Okay. You know, as a guy that couldn't run a whole lot back in the day, I would have loved to have had somebody. But did you hit a whole lot? 
<laughs> not exactly. <laughs> not, ex- not exactly. Okay. I mean, I could. There was a point in time when I could hit pretty good on the softball field. I was pretty good. I could, and I could go oppo too, Jamie, because I was a left oppo hando. Could, yeah, I could. You could go oppo. I could go oppo. I mean, you were just laid on a fastball. What? No, it was a softball. It was a slow pitch softball. <laughs> we'd play, we'd play the uh, the other friendly Overland Park Kmart's. We play the other Kmart's across across the Kmart uh, landscape there in Kansas City. What? Yes. <laughs> On Sundays, yes. The Kmart League. Yeah, we would. We'd play the 63rd Street Store or the, the um, we'd play the, you know, the, the Bannister Road Store or we'd play. And uh, you would go yard? I wouldn't go yard, but oh, I mean. you would just hit the ball the other way. I could hit, I could hit, I was a yeah, first baseman and, you know, left-handed hitter, man. I think when you just hit it the other way, that's not really for a single or whatever. That's not called going oppo. That's just hitting it the other way. Hmm. It's got to be a home run for you to use the term oppo. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. At least extra bases. No, somebody says this. So Chuck was late on slow pitch softball is what I'm hearing. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> no, no. I, I purposely took it over the third base, third baseman or tried to. Uh, this, Chuck, you should write a book. I don't know about that. Would anybody read it? Does anybody read anymore? Oh, I think a lot of people would read that. Do I you? don't know that you have the patience to do that. I don't. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, my team won a YFL Super Bowl at Lowry Field back in the day. Absolute peak of my athletic career. Mm, very cool. Yeah. Uh, somebody wants to know why I'm so obsessed with people mispronouncing Cameron Valdez's name. Because I desperately want his nickname to be... Uh, Exxon to be kind of embraced by the football program. I want Joey McGuire to stand up there after the Texas game and go, you know, we had a really good day today. That offensive line, man, it opened up holes, and Exxon, man, he powered through them. Mm. So we're really, really excited about what he's able to do. And then the guys in the back of the room, the the visiting reporters are going to go, Exxon, why's he calling Exxon? Exxon, why's he calling Exxon? I'll be like, yeah, because they mispronounced his name so many times over the PA, calling him Valdez instead of Valdez. Is the media so young that they wouldn't be able to figure that out? I, was I, don't, in, think th- I don't think they'd be able to figure that out. I think you'd have to explain it to them. I, I was in a newsroom. This Recently? Was a few, this was a few years ago. Okay. And on a Saturday. And there was a story about looking back at something that had happened. And it was about the IRA. Mm-hmm. And the four people that were in there at the time. They were like, yeah, I contribute. No, no. They were like, <laughs> don't they mean IRS? And I was like, where was this taking place? And it was in Ireland. That is definitely not the IRS in Ireland. That is definitely the Irish Republican Army. Mm-hmm. Who was that? I said, really? You should do Wikipedia is your friend here. Go IRA. You'll find it. Yeah. That's not a typo. Yeah. Uh, this Chuck wasn't afraid to hit to all fields. He just didn't really try slash was able to hit to the pool side. Oh, how do you, how do you know? Were you, were you, did you have a, you know, scouting camera there? Mm. We've okay. read on the back of baseball cards. Have you? Yeah. 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 
Hmm. We we got the scout, as you like to say. The scout. You we got, got the scout, scout on oh, okay. Chuck Hines. Yeah. Do they do they do a scouting report on uh, for the baseball baseball games? Do they give one out to the fellas? I'm sure there's something. Okay. They, yeah, I, I I don't think they just wing it. I think they look ahead to who's coming know, up well, and what particular pitchers they're I, know you I think he's asking if you get the Do you scout. get a looky-loo at that? No. No? Okay. No, we no. do our own research. Oh, well, okay. And we do our own work. Yeah. Oh, no. I, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Well, we're not just, you know, we're not just, you know, taking, we're not just lap dogs over there at Lady Raider basketball. You know, we, Fink and I, we, we do a lot of, we try to out tidbit each other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do great. You guys kill it. I don't know about that. Yeah. Fink, I don't think the baseball program does. feels that there's any need for us to have that information. Okay. So. Well, I, would, I, I think it'd be fascinating to see it, to see what it looks like. Because they would be able to tell you, you know, which pitcher's throwing inside, outside. He's what more likely throw, to have the curve. What they throw, how hard, what, where yeah. his tendencies all the, are, when yeah. he's got two strikes. Yeah, you know, all that. All the above. They'll, they they know that, and they go over that with the guys. They share that with the people that need to know that. Yes, and Jeff and I are not those people. Mm. I'd make a case for you that you'd make for a better broadcast. Not that it's not bad. It's a great broadcast. So you're saying our broadcast can get better? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can all we can all improve, right? This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank Studio. All right, let's see what we got here on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. There's Chuck, always looking for the ad vantage, right? But I'm. I gotta pay for this stuff somehow. Um, this from do you, the. Do you think it would water down the track if there was two different kind of tracks? Probably so. I'd just be curious um, how different it is, and if there would be different winners. I have a hard time thinking it would be more entertaining than the outdoor track. I. Th- right now, I. I hear you. I mean, I, I hear you. I just, I'm thinking about some of those um, sprint races, you know, in indoors that aren't, and not saying that the things are wind dated or wind, you know, there's a wind disadvantage too, because if it's just blowing in your face, it's not like they, oh, hey, let's just turn around and go the other direction. You know, they don't necessarily do that. Mm-hmm. I, the next time I see him, I'll ask him. I mean, he's. Sometimes he runs the other way when he sees me, but I mean, I'll say... Coach Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> not really. No, 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 he's... Not really. He's always pretty... He's a friendly Joe. I mean, even the even the people that annoy him, he's friendly. <clears throat> I think Coach Kelly is probably one of the uh, friendlier. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Of the coaches. Uh, somebody yeah. says this. What about indoor track for Winter Olympics? Okay, there you go. Mm. There you go. How about that'd that? Be different. Yeah, that'd be different. Mm-hmm. That'd be different. That That's a... That may be the better question. Hey, coach, what would you think about Winter Olympics for uh, indoor track for Winter Olympics? You'd see probably a lot of the same people mm-hmm. winning an indoor that they were winning an outdoor. I'd imagine. But it would give you an opportunity, another opportunity to, to run. Sure. Yeah, you know? no, I don't, I don't hate the yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense in the winter. Not yeah, so. no, I think that, again, people have good, really good ideas. Mm-hmm. And it's not always, not always coming from me. 
Uh, let's see here. That's pretty much it. Other than people just kind of ripping on us for speculating about Michael Johnson, but that's okay. I mean, no, we're, we're, not ripping on us, ripping on me. Yeah. Deservedly so. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah, I was, but I mean, I'm, I was flat out wrong. I'm sitting here next to you. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. offer some kind of big dispute of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Raider football this weekend, they'll play uh, the spring game. Um, I uh, I think I'm excited about this. I think I'm excited about going and just kind of seeing the fellows with their pads on and seeing kind of who who maybe looks a little different. I I will be like I'm sure 99.9 percent of you, unless those of you that played offensive line or defensive line, and going to go you know there with your fellow old time defensive lineman or offensive lineman. See, they're not doing that. They're, they're not doing that. They're not doing the swim move. They're not. They're not stepping over there with their right foot just right. I mean, because there's some of those guys. Can you tell us what the swim move is? Yeah, kind of when they, you know, kind of swim through the line, you know, and use their arm. <laughs> I probably didn't do a very good job of demonstrating that. <laughs> they swim through the line. <laughs> yeah. Kind of just, kind of just sw- use their arm and kind of. Bat somebody away, you know, kind of swim their way through it. So how about we say they take their right arm okay, and they go gonna... across their body. And across their body. Yeah. No, no, you're going this way. That's not oh, across. across their body. Across their body. And then you push them through that way. Oh, okay. 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 Not out. That's not across your body. You take your right arm, you go across. Mm-hmm. You cross the front of the offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You're so smart. And you get the arm on the outside, his outside, and then you push him back to the inside. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a swim technique, Chuck. I just think that's more what like I, a, That's I the way I like understand a, it, a, Jeff. A, that a makes brush, sense to you? A breaststroke kind of thing. Well, you know, you go out with the breaststroke, you know, and you kind of scoop the water underneath and then you push it out. So sometimes you can kind of go under, push out. Right, Jeff? You are both correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, in fact, how you do the uh, the breaststroke and how you do this one move what in about, football. What about the backstroke? I mean, is that something that With our defensive backstroke, linemen can use? Did, were you a backstroker, Jeff? Only when I had to do the 200 IM. Okay. With the backstroke, what you want more than anything else is you want your pinky to enter the water first. Okay, and then you push back through, okay? You push back through. That would probably help our defensive linemen yeah. if they knew that. If they knew how to do the backstroke, right? <laughs> yeah, some of the stuff that you get on this show is... I, I, y'all are, should have PhDs by now, right? <laughs> PhDs and just a little bit of everything. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, is going on out there. Uh, let's, uh, let's get a couple things here from uh, Coach Joy McGuire. Uh, he says, excited for Saturday. Excited about Saturday. I, I want to invite everybody in Lubbock uh, to come check us out. Uh, we need a packed house uh, there at Lowry. It's going to be a really cool deal, um, just from the standpoint of the stadium, and and uh, you know hopefully we can have enough people there that really make a difference to the crowd. It'll be good for our young guys, you know, um, just from the standpoint of them getting the feel of playing in front of people more and more, and uh, help them progress. Really happy right now where we're at. Um, fast Friday on Thursday that will be uh, practice number 14 and then practice number 15 will be the spring game um, feel good where we're at so the last practice 
of the spring will be the spring game. Sometimes coaches and coaches here have had a practice after the spring game, just kind of clean things up, clean things up a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but that is, uh, that is not going to be the case uh, for this one. Um, Here is uh, coach McGuire on the young players that he feels like have done well so far this spring. Uh, BJ Jordan, um, man, really excited about him. I I don't, um, see him right now if you told me we were playing game one um i, I would say he's going to play a bunch uh, and, and probably on all special teams and he'll back cj up um you know we try to play a bunch of people on defense so he's been really really impressive um I, i'm excited about him and then the young linebackers you know um, guys that were special teams guys last year like a ben roberts has uh, had a great spring so i'm excited about him um you know, offensively, there's there's some young players doing some great things, but we're really old, old on that side of the ball. And so um, I would say that there's like a young guy that's going to step in and, and play a bunch on offense. But B.J. Jordan's the guy, uh, physically, number one, his body, he's almost 210 pounds right now. Um, he's backing up C.J. Baskerville and feel really good about him. So if I'm getting who he's talking about there, Brendan Jordan uh, is a defensive back. Uh, from Mansfield. So I'm not familiar with everybody's nickname with the exception of Cameron Valdez. (laughs) (laughs) People are chiding me on that. I know know it was a bad deal, but I mean, it's it's been long enough now that we can kind of... Maybe not something he would want to be remembered for. I don't know, maybe so. He's like, Exxon, huh? Like the gasoline? Yeah, I like the gasoline. Hey, like the gasoline. (laughs) This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T97.3 podcasts at DoubleT97.3.com.